0: Welcome to the Faith Heights Church audio podcast. We pray that this message will bless you and feed your faith as you listen in today. Turn to Proverbs chapter 29. I've got some things in my heart. It's going to get us ready for this Sunday. Even if you're not here, going to be here this Sunday, this will still help you tremendously. So don't think you're in the wrong place just because you might not be here on Sunday. But in Proverbs 29, and I want to talk about preparation for Vision Sunday, all right? Proverbs 29, this is Solomon who had the wisdom of God. So we could say this is God talking through Solomon. Look in verse 18. God said, Where there is no vision, The people perish But he that keeps the law Happy is he Where there's no vision People perish Now think about this first How important is vision Life or death How important is it To have something before you That is exciting And powerful and God Well if it's God It's going to be exciting and powerful right I mean, how many people, I've, I've, personally, I haven't known anybody, but I've heard from being a minister for 30 some years, there are, there has been suicide notes where the reason that people said they checked out is because they just had no purpose. They just felt like they weren't needed, they had nothing to live for. And so vision is important, you know, actually, you can have such a strong vision in your life that you're willing to die for it. And like our friend Bruce Porter said, if it's not worth dying for, it's not worth living for. I think we should go beyond existing and start living. If we're just existing, we need to get out of that rut and get into the life that Jesus provided, realize he's got great things for our life, just like we told the youth earlier. Vision is so important. So the word vision basically is what are you seeing about your life about your future about your calling what do you see what have you spent enough time in prayer and reading the scriptures to realize I'm not just a nobody I got a future there's something before me I'm an important part of the body of Christ I have a powerful part in God's kingdom the local church things I do there are gonna last forever I'm important I'm needed very important actually let me tell you two other translations of this verse you can put it back on the screen where it says where there's no vision, the people perish. One translation says this. Where there's no vision, the people cast off restraint. Yeah. Nothing to be disciplined for. Right. Right. Nothing to be controlled for. Let me tell you another translation. One translation of Proverbs twenty-nine eighteen says this. Where there's no vision, the people become demoralized. Why do people become demoralized? No reason to get their act together. Nothing powerful in front of them to help them restrain themselves. It's so important. You could have something so strong to live for, you actually can overcome bad habits because you have to in order to see the vision come to pass in your life. There's a motivation that comes on the scene beyond just, you know, Motivation that wouldn't get you anywhere So where there's no vision the people perish So one of the reasons we're having vision Sunday Is so that people realize there are some things They can be shooting for and believing for And receiving from God that will actually motivate them To Come up in life So go to another scripture in Habakkuk Chapter 2 Go to the right A few books (laughs) This might be a little hard to find But it's just before Zephaniah And it's right after Nahum Did that help you at all? (laughs) Um, Habakkuk chapter 2. I want you to notice what happened here. The prophet Habakkuk heard from God and the Lord told him to do something with the words that he heard. Now look in verse 1. The prophet said, I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower and I'll watch to see what the Lord will say unto me and what I shall answer when I am reproved. And the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain or clear upon tablets or tables that he may run that reads it. See, he'll give you motivation. You want to run. You want to accomplish something. You want to do something. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come, it will not tarry. Interesting language there. Now, what's interesting about this is Habakkuk heard from God. And he had some motivation to write it down and to run with it. And those that saw it ran with him. It's like the vision of the church. We're all running with a vision because the Lord showed us some things about Faith High Church, why we're here, what's our future. And so he stood upon the watch. He prayed till he heard from God. I have really good news for you guys. God said some things to us. Just like he spoke to Habakkuk, he said some things to you and me, personally, as a family, and as a church. And the majority of those things are found right here. Our prayer, let me tell you, effective praying. Anybody want know what effective praying is? It's taking God's own words into his presence when you ask for things. And saying, God, you said. One of the best prayers you can say is, God, you said. Then quote the scripture that he said about your health, about your joy level, about your prosperity, about your peace of mind, about the strength you need, about the restoration you need, about the help, about the miracles you need. See, see, effective praying is taking God's own words into his presence. There's multiplied thousands of promises you can be praying for that God already wants you to have. And just because he wants you to have them doesn't mean they're just going to float to you on a flowery bed of ease. You have to become a partaker of what he's provided. And that's the way he designed the system. Because for one thing, he's not going to make somebody receive something, even something good that they don't want to receive. If he was going to do that, everybody would be saved today. We'd go into the millennium tomorrow, right? No, you have to receive, and learning to receive from God can sometimes be an interesting journey. So go with me now to a scripture I want to talk about for a few moments. It's in Mark chapter 11, the gospel according to Mark chapter 11. And I, I really believe you're going you're gonna to be really enlightened here. I was just in my prayer time and studying for tonight. Um, this is really, really good. Mark chapter 11. I want to show you something Jesus said about how we can see supernatural answers and help from God through prayer and through things like writing a vision list and bringing them all together and lifting up and praying together. In Mark chapter 11, Jesus gives us some of the most amazing revelation on faith and prayer and how to pray effectively every time you pray. Notice in verse 22. Jesus answering said unto them, Have faith in God. For truly I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Mountain, be removed, be cast into the sea. And if this person shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass, he shall have whatever he says. Now, church, listen to this. People that don't understand spiritual things, even some Christians who, I don't know, are just maybe kind of going through the motions, you know, just, oh, I'll talk to Jesus every Sunday, but Monday through Saturday I've got all this stuff i got to do. You have to be close to the Lord for this not to just go over your head. Jesus said... Truly, I say unto you. In other words, this is true whether your brain thinks it is or not. This is true whether your church friends thinks it is or not. This is true whether the preachers you listen to believe it or not. This is Jesus. He said, "Whosoever, not whosoever of the 12 disciples, he said, "Whosoever shall say." Now let's stop right here. What's he talking about? Getting supernatural results. If you can move a mountain, you can move a tumor off your body. If you know how to believe in your heart and say with your mouth. He's making it clear that even something as big as a mountain, now you probably never have to move a mountain in your lifetime. Maybe in the next life you want to use your faith to move a mountain. But right now, isn't it good to know you have the power to do it if you did need that much power? Now, Now think about it. He said, whosoever shall say unto this whatever, be removed, be cast into the sea. If you don't doubt in your heart, but you believe that those things which you say shall come to pass, you will have whatever you say. Interesting. See, people, people don't understand. They, they read just enough of the Bible to get confused. You know, they, what I mean by that is nobody. they usually don't sit down to people to teach them, help them understand these things. It's like, you read this just face value. Like, that's crazy. Let's keep reading. No, stop. Listen, what did he say? He said, whosoever shall say... And shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass, he'll have whatever he says. Why would this be strange, seeing we are made in the image and likeness of God? The Bible says, let us create man in our image and after our likeness and let them have dominion. Say this, I am not only human. I am part human. (laughs) Come on, if we're made in the image and likeness of God, then we're not only human. And so he's teaching us here how to get results like our Father gets results. How did God create the universe? In the beginning, God said, let there be light. God what? God spoke. God said something. God spoke. Well, I figure if God had to say something to get results we might have to say something to get results now because things don't appear immediately because things don't appear you know right as you say them people think it doesn't work some of these things happen over time constantly saying something over time and believing that thing in your heart is true will begin to show up in your life or Jesus lied good or bad this is why we don't say certain things anymore let me tell you one thing we don't say anymore. My feet are killing me. What if you believe in your heart that that's going to come to pass? You'll probably die of some foot disease. I, don't know. I mean, years later, right? I mean, you got to watch someone say, "Oh, that scares me to death." Do you really believe that? Because you believe that, in your, if you believe that in your heart that something scares you to death, and you keep saying that with your mouth, you may die of a heart attack someday. Fear something. I know people say, "Well, that's crazy." No, it's not. It's Jesus. He said, if you believe a thing in your heart and you say it with your mouth long enough, you will eventually have whatever you say. I think it's important we watch what we say. I'm very particular about what I say. There are certain things I will never say again. I know too much word. There are certain things I will never say again. The Lord's had to check me on some of these things in my upbringing spiritually because I was saying a lot of things that I did not want to happen in my life. And I thought, I better stop these things now. Repent and mess, you know, mess up that harvest and pray for the good one. And so, now l- listen here. In Mark eleven twenty four because of all these principles of faith, believing in your heart and saying with your mouth, now look what he says in verse 24. Therefore... Jesus said because of this principle I just talked to you about believing in your heart and saying with your mouth Therefore I say unto you what things soever you desire when you pray Believe that you receive them and you shall have them Now because of these so in other words when you pray for something You believe God heard you and you believe you got it and you believe transaction complete even before you see a change in your life yet you believe you receive it, and you'll have it. And he's saying, therefore, because you've got to take the principles of Mark eleven twenty three and apply them to Mark eleven twenty four. When you pray for something, and you believe you receive it, you talk like it. I said, you talk like it. You talk like God didn't lie. You talk like the word's true. You talk like you have what Jesus already said belongs to you. You pray for it. it's just basically tapping into something the Lord's already provided for you. So this is where vision list comes in cuz we're going to do this on Sunday morning. Let me let me tell you a couple things about. It. Read it again. Put it up on the screen. Leave it up there for a little while. Jesus said, "Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire, what things soever you desire." How many got the desire part down? When you pray, how many got the prayer part down? Now here's the part that we need to talk about. When you pray, what? When you pray, kick back and wait and hope something good happens? No. When you pray, believe you receive them. When? When you pray. Believe you receive those things you desire when you pray? And Jesus said, you shall have them. Believe you receive as present tense. You shall have is future tense. Now listen. If you really believe you receive something, we're talking about promises. We're talking about scriptures. We're not just talking about pulling things out of the air. You've got some scriptures that promise you the things you're writing down in your vision list are the will of God for your life. Everybody say this. Find scriptures scriptures that promise you you. what you're believing for. for. Okay, and so when you find scriptures, you slam your stake in the ground. And when you pray that prayer, a lot of people pray prematurely. They pray because they need something or want something. They ain't even close to being ready to believe they received something. And then they pray. They don't get any answers. It doesn't work. They start thinking prayer doesn't work. They start thinking faith doesn't work. And they start confusing themselves because they prayed before they were ready. Emergencies are different, right? Lord, help! And believe He'll raise you up, right? But other situations, build a prayer. Find scriptures that promise you what you want. Now listen closely. One of the main reasons you need to find scriptures that promise you what you want before you pray or before you write it on your vision list and before you raise it up on Sunday, one of the main reasons you need to find scriptures, and I'm going to help you a little bit tonight with some of this, but I can't do all your work for you. Find scriptures because when you say amen, after you just ask God for something or claim something His Word said belongs to when you say amen, There will be demons (laughs) that will try to talk you out of, I believe, I receive. He'll even go as far as to say, someday you will get. Now, this scripture says, when you pray, believe that you receive. He didn't say believe that you're going to receive. When you pray, spiritual action needs to take place. Believing is with the heart. When you pray believe you receive them and you shall have them. So let me let me say this If you, let, let's say for the payoff of your house, let's say you, you're writing down on your list I want my house paid off. I want to be debt-free in the next 12 months I can't do it with my paycheck only so God you're gonna to have to help me I'm expecting supernatural increase beyond what I'm making on the job and I, I've got scripture for it And here I go in Jesus name. I believe I receive boom my house paid off in 12 months And if your faith's not there, believe that half your mortgage is paid off in 12 months. And if you're not quite there, believe that, you know, a quarter of your 30-year loan is paid off in one year. I mean, anything's better than nothing, but be honest where you're really at in your faith. This is not wishing. This is believing. All right. So um, when you pray, believe you receive that house paid off when you pray. Now listen closely. If you believe you receive, you're not trying to get it anymore. Very important. If you believe you receive something, you believe you receive something. Even though there's no physical change immediately, if you believe you receive something, you better be ready to stand your ground and say, you know what? I don't need to pray for this anymore. I'm not trying to get this anymore. I believe I got it when I prayed. Now things will try to get you back in the realm of someday you're going to get that. Someday you're going to have that. And if you yield to that, you'll step out of the realm of I believe I receive into the realm of someday I'll have it. Now you're not in faith anymore. This is so important. This is why you need to be ready when you pray. Because doubt will come. Things will try to come to you. devil doesn't want these blessings manifesting in your life. That shows people all around you that God's real. He don't want that. So if you believe you receive your home paid for, you believe you receive that automobile paid, or if you believe you receive this increase of giving, if you believe you receive it, you're not trying to get it anymore. Now, you can tell by how you talk after prayer if you believe you received during prayer. Um, and that's going back to verse 23. Got to make sure that if you believe you receive something or you have something in that vision that you raise up and say, God, I'm believing I receive this thing. You already said in your word that belongs to me. I believe I receive it. Thank you for it in Jesus' name. After that prayer, everything you say should be in line with it's on the way. It already belongs to me is the reason it is on the way. How many of you are expecting a refrigerator to come to you right now? Uh, from Amazon Deliverant. Uh, how, how many right now are believing for a refrigerator? How, how many of you expecting a refrigerator to show up at your house? Are you really? Did you order one? You did? Okay. Um, that's good because I'm going to talk about that in just a second. But how many how many else are believing for a refrigerator to come to you uh, on your doorstep? Are you? Did you pay for it? Is it? Okay, we'll talk about that in just a second. But how many, of you, how many of you who didn't order one are expecting one? Why would you be expecting to see something that you never ordered? Or, why would you not be expecting to see something that you did order? You're not expecting to own it. You're expecting to see what you already paid for. This is how faith works. And this is an analogy we can learn today because, man, there's online things going crazy. So, when are you going to believe you receive what you prayed for? before you see it when are you supposed to believe you receive your house paid off before you see your house paid off and don't try to figure out how God's going to do it, Let leave the method up to him just believe he's meeting your needs just believe he's doing what he said and I'm going to show you scriptures in just a minute that you can stand on for your house to get a house if you don't have one to get yours paid off if you do have one there's scriptures in the Bible you can stand on in this area, and th- these things are important. And I'm I'm going to share. Some, I didn't have this on my notes, but in the email that I sent out, I sensed in my heart as I was pondering Vision Sunday and I was pondering these things. I sensed in my heart that the days are ahead, uh, the days ahead of us in our in our future. We're going to need some things coming into our life through our vision list because of the days ahead. Um, we're way beyond fun. I mean, yes, God wants us to enjoy some things. Yes, put some of those things on your vision list. But the days ahead, I'm not sure. It might, I could be wrong, but it might get a little turbulent. And it might be nice to put some things on your vision list so that if it does get a little turbulent, you got some reserve, you got some things paid off. Your giving's not affected at all if something does go a little wild in the economy or the world. Um, so in Hebrews chapter 11... Would you go there just for a second? And we're going to come back here to this scripture. But go to Hebrews 11. Faith deals with the unseen realm. Faith deals with things in the invisible world. Faith actually helps things from the invisible world to transact into the visible physical world that we live in. And these are things that the enemy doesn't want you to know. He just wants you to think, you know, oh, you pray and you hope and see something might happen. No, you believe, you receive. That's strong, that's positive, that's powerful. So look at Hebrews 11, 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Faith is the evidence of things not seen. For by faith the elders obtained a good report. Read the next verse. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Now there is talking about the invisible realm. Things that are seen were made, but they were not made by things which do appear. They were made in a different realm. Things in our life that are seen are in our life because of this invisible thing called faith. Words. this this God-like ability to speak and believe, that's what puts us in a different class than the animals. Animals can't choose their words. They can't speak and they can't believe. We're like God because he said, I'm going to create man in my image and my likeness. We're made in the image and likeness of God because we can believe and say things like he can. He created the universe by believing and saying. Through faith we understand the world's refrain by the word of God. Faith and words created the universe. Well, faith and words in your life have a lot to do with what's going on in your life. And things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. So we need to work on the invisible part, not just the stuff we see. We need to work on what made the stuff we see, the good, the bad stuff in our life. We need to find, okay, what's going on here? What's the connection between all this bad stuff? Or what's the connection between all this good stuff? Is it just physical? No, it's behind the scenes. Faith deals with the unseen. So, um... Carl and I just moved into a house recently and we did a lot of ordering of stuff online for furnishings and for equipment and we've got some things even on order now. And I wanted to share this little personal testimony with you because um, not once, w- let's listen close to this, not once did we have the thought to call and order again what we already ordered. Not once did we have the thought to call and order again what we had just already ordered. You know, like, well, I prayed, it didn't work, guess I'll pray again. <sighs> when are you gonna believe you got it? When you see it? Because that's not faith. We gotta believe we receive when we don't see it, evidence of things not seen. And if you stay in that realm long enough, things have to show up in this realm because God said they did. Amen. And there's times you have to just close your eyes. <laughs> Because what you're seeing out here is not jiving with what God said in the Word. You've got to close your eyes and say, I believe I got it. I believe I got it. And your feelings are going to go, you ain't got it. It's been three months. You ain't got it. It's been six months. It's not going to happen. You sinned. You can't have this. You bad person. You can't do this. You've got to resist condemnation. You've got to resist guilt. you got to resist what you're seeing with these eyes. You've got to res- resist feelings. Sometimes you got to risk lovely, friendly Christians who think you're crazy for believing God for something that hasn't showed up yet. Sometimes you've got to close your eyes like Abraham and consider not the natural circumstances. But keep your eye on what God said because there's very, very little in this world that will compliment you standing in faith for something God said belongs to you. There's times even Jesus had to put people out of the room before he healed somebody. I mean, these, these hired singers and mourners and weepers and musicians, they were, they were brought in because the little girl had died, the 12-year-old daughter had died. And all these guys, these mourners and musicians were singing and wailing, and Jesus put them all out. So I can't have any of that in here. This girl's dead. She needs to rise up from the dead. And he had to put them out, took Mommy and Daddy, and I think Peter, James, and John into that room. He raised her from the dead, and she got up perfectly well. Raised from the dead, but he had to put unbelief out. I love Mark and Trenna's testimony when she was healed of that brain tumor. Yeah. When she was in the hospital and they diagnosed her with a brain tumor before the healing manifested They just put on a sign on the outside the door said no unbelief allowed I don't care if you're family. I don't care if you you love us If you're coming in here speaking any kind of doubt or unbelief You are not allowed in this hotel room. I thought of Jesus. He put people out before he healed them And she got healed of a brain tumor, you know, Mark and Trina. They're here all the time That's powerful Sometimes you gotta just close your eyes and say I believe God it shall be even as it was told me God didn't lie. Everything's going to be all right. I don't have to be perfect. I just need to believe. So not once did we have the thought to call and order again what we already ordered. See, we believed we received it. See, we made the transaction. Are you following me? We made the transaction. They took the number on the credit card, right? We made the transaction. Why would we have to order it again? And we, so we know what we're doing. We're telling everybody, you know what? We, we got a, we, we got a pergo, pergola. We got a pergola. We got a pergola. I call it a gazebolo. <laughs> mm-hmm. we, we got a pergola and uh, we ordered it and it was ours before we even saw it. And we didn't order another one because we believe though the word of somebody we don't even know could be a sinner, a you know, cigar smoking, drunkard. We don't know who is on the other end of the line but we believe in this person yeah. is going to give us what they said they were going to give us and we don't even know them. How much more should we trust God? You know how much we believe them? People we don't even know? You know how much we believe them? We're done looking for a pergola. We're not even searching the internet anymore. Why? Because we got one. Where is it? Well, it's not here. What do you mean you got it? I can't see it. I can't feel it. I can't touch it. Yeah, it's on the way. What what, what do you mean it's on the way? How how, how can you say it's yours and you don't have it? I I look at your patio. It's not there. How can you say it's yours? Because we're trusting the word of somebody. We don't even know that it's on the way because we already paid for it. Expecting to see something is not believing you received it. You're not expecting to receive a thing if you haven't already made the transaction. It became ours way before we saw it. I said it became ours way before we saw it, and you couldn't talk us out of it. Why? Because we trust somebody we don't even know. How much more should we trust the Father God who we do know, who's never lied? Who? It's impossible for God to lie. I can't think of one thing. Mark eleven twenty four can't fix in a person's life. What things soever you desire, healing of diabetes. What things soever you desire, healing of HIV. What things soever you desire, right? When you pray, believe you receive them, and you shall have them. Now you can get crazy, go beyond your faith, and say, "I'm believing God for, you know, two trillion dollars." Well, you're not going to get true. Have you ever believed God for a hundred dollars? Faith grows. You've got to develop in these things. Start with a pair of socks, then maybe a Mercedes. Right? Get some results. Build your faith muscles. That's just wishful thinking. You've got to ask yourself, what do I really believe? What can I really believe to show up in my life that God said in this word? Because, see, when you find the Scripture... You need to meditate on that scripture. Look at it from every angle. Pray while you're thinking about it. Look at it again. Visualize certain things that this scripture is going to bring into your life. And then when you think you know it, start meditating on it deeper. Pray about it. Think about it. Meditate and say, God, you didn't lie. This belongs to me. God, you didn't lie. I can claim this. God, you didn't lie. You provided this with your blood. And then when you go like, man, I'm ready to pray, wait another day or two and meditate on it a little longer. And then when you pray, there's no demon, there's no doubt, there's no nothing that can shake your confidence. God didn't lie, I believe I receive it. See, I'm ready to pray. I'm ready to pray. Now remember, this is just one kind of prayer. There's many kinds of prayers in the New Testament that are governed by different rules. But the prayer we're talking about here is receiving something from the Lord that He already said belongs to us. That we have a right to ask for. Healing is something you can ask for. Now, with the vision list, we're dealing more with natural, physical things, prosperity things. But you can do this with healing, deliverance, anything. Overcoming bad habits, find scriptures, write them on a list, formally pray them, and believe you got it. And this is where you lose most people. Most people aren't going to believe they got it until they feel better. Or they're not going to believe they got it until they can see it. But see, that's not faith. Faith works best when you don't see it. As a matter of fact, when you do see it, you don't need faith for it. You know it. So, so after we ordered, after we ordered what we ordered, whether it was on Amazon or Wayfair or wherever <laughs> we've been or Home Depot, after we, after we ordered it, listen closely, we're talking about faith. What our stand needs to be on Sunday after we pray and lift those lists up. After we ordered, We just expected those people to keep their word. Translate this to God now. After we prayed and lift up our vision list, found scriptures to back up what we had on, after we prayed, what now? We just expect God to keep His word. People should be very surprised if their prayers don't work. And we shouldn't be surprised that they do work. You sure weren't in faith. Somebody must have been interceding for you. or God had some wild mercy on you because we should never be surprised that the miracle we're believing for showed up. We should be very, very thankful, but we should never be surprised that God kept his word. We might want to dance and shout and be thankful, but we should never be surprised. What? It worked? You obviously weren't believing. Somebody's got your back somewhere. I mean, really, we shouldn't be surprised that these things show up. Why would we be surprised that one who's never lied kept his word. So here's the thing. You read, so when we pray, we believe we receive, we're going to hold our vision lists up, right? We're going to hold our vision lists. And on these lists we're going to have giving goals, uh, what we want to give into the kingdom of God this year. We're going to have goals of getting out of debt and we're going to have goals of uh, things we want and things we do if money was no object. And we're going to have scriptures by each one of them and I like to put pictures by them. Images are important. We'll talk about that in just a minute. But Then, then here's, here's, here's the challenge. You ready? After Sunday, when we say amen, we believe we receive all these things on this piece of paper coming into my life in the next 12 months. After that, here's, here's a challenge. You ready? Staying in the realm of I believe I got it. Staying in the realm of I believe I got it. Well, if you believe you got it, you don't need to pray for it again. Even if three months goes by, believe you got it. Keep, Don't give up. If you Come on, if you believe you receive, you don't need it anymore. You're just expecting what you've already believed you received to show up, but that's different than I believe I got it. See, we already believe these things we ordered are ours because we paid for them. And every promise in there has already been paid for by the blood of Jesus. God wants you to go to the book, find what you need, find what you want, believe you receive it, and know the transaction has been complete because Jesus already paid for it. And now all you're doing is expecting to see what you already believe is yours show up. The things I'm saying to you tonight are spiritual. So if you're trying to get it with your head, you might want to start listening with your heart. You can't expect something to be delivered to your house that you didn't already own legally. Because, like I said, nobody's expecting a refrigerator except a couple of our ladies here. And, because, why are you expecting it? Because you already own it. Right? They probably charged your card already. Most places already charged the card. It was on my vision board last year. It was on your vision board. (laughs) And Nancy's believing for one. You already ordered, obviously, transactions already been complete or no? Not yet? It will be. So when you pay for it, it's yours and you don't even see it. But you're expecting to see it because you already own it. You gotta believe you receive before you have. When do you believe you receive? Before you have. When do you have it? After you believe you receive. Believe you receive. Those three words are life-changing. What things soever you desire, when you pray, believe you receive them and you shall have them. I thought it was interesting. He didn't say, believe God will give them. Ain't nothing wrong with the giver. You don't have to pray for him. You need, the receiver is what needs work. You pray that you believe that you receive. I believe I receive it. I believe I receive what God said belongs to me. I believe I receive it. Woo! I believe I receive it. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. I believe I receive it. So somebody comes up to you and says, Well, you know, someday God will probably help you get your house paid off. I already believe I received it paid off. Found scriptures for it. Prayed my prayer. Said amen. I believe, I believe the, the, the resources are on the way. And let God do it how he wants to do it. Amen. Well, I just believe I'm going to get it because the government's going to somehow give me a check that I, I didn't know was coming. No, God's got a thousand and one ways to get you money to pay your house off or half of it or a quarter of it. Um, so you can't expect something to be delivered that you haven't already paid for or you own legally. So watch out about slipping into someday I will have what you already believed you received. Someday you will see don't say, someday I'll have. Someday you will see what you already have when you prayed. That's right. Are you listening? I even called the plumber to come and get it ready. So I prepared the land for that. Yeah, faith prepares. That's a good, good, a good <laughs> word. By faith, Noah, being warned of God of things not yet seen, moved with fear, prepared an ark. Faith gets ready when it looks like it's ridiculous. I heard of a person one time that had a disease in his feet, couldn't walk, crippled, couldn't walk, crippled in their feet. And they said, well, I, I, I want to act in faith. I want to I I somehow, you know, act in faith that I believe I receive healing from my feet. So he went and bought a real nice pair of shoes, running shoes. Oh, there go. See, he maybe couldn't take the step of running yet, but he could buy the running shoes, which is an act of faith. And that led him to perfect healing. Oh, faith gets ready. Yes, and we're going to talk about that just before we close. I've got to hurry up here. So... So time well spent between now and Sunday is taking some time and feeding on some scriptures. All right, finding scriptures that promise you what you want or need, and then write those things down. Stay in the Word so you don't slip from I believe I receive. Don't stay in the Word to try to get. Stay in the Word so you don't slip from believing I got. Did you hear that? Don't just get in the Word to try to work to get something. Stay in the Word to stay in the realm of I believe I got what God said belongs to me. All right? All right. So seeing the blessings you put on your vision list is not when you believe you got it. That's when you see it. So here's an example. You ready? Go to Psalm 112. Now, can I just, let me just share this. Um, The clock's telling me to hurry up. We need to do what George Pearson does and not have a clock in our sanctuary anymore. Eagle Mountain Church, they took the clock out of their church sanctuary because they don't want to put God on time clock and... They're having great things happen, too. But anyway, before you go there, go to 2 Corinthians 9, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, in verse 10. 2 Corinthians 9, 10. The first thing that we're encouraging people to put on their vision list, and if you have this card, you'll see it right here, of things to believe God for is um, to believe God what you desire to give into the kingdom of God this year? When we say kingdom of God, local churches, uh, other believers, uh, things that uh, uh, promote the preaching of the gospel, missionaries, what beyond last year would you like to give into the kingdom of God this next 12 months? Now this is where some budgeting comes in. This is where some diligence comes you got to find out what you did last year. I think we should be keeping pretty good record of some of these things because this isn't, you know, it's, it's just good budgeting, number one. But what? ask yourself, so let's say Carla and I gave, you know, 10% plus 3% last year. We gave our tithe, and then on top of that was, we gave 3% or 5% or whatever. And, and this is hypothetical. I think we've done more or less at times. But anyway, um, so we look at our finances. We well, we gave, we gave 13% last year of our income to the gospel. How about we give fifteen percent this year? So whether it's percent, and then there's times I like to give chunk offerings, like when we go to certain other meetings, or when we have projects here, because we're going to have section Sunday coming up here in July, where we're believing for a whole section taken care of in one month, eighty-five thousand dollars, and so we might want to build up to that. We might want to put that on your vision list, right? When it comes to giving in the kingdom of God, put a little note there saying I want to be able to give a chunk of such and such on that section Sunday that we're going to have every 6 months till the building's paid off over and above what's coming in every week like I want to give it so so you might want to do is you might want to just write a check with that amount on it put it on a refrigerator and just believe it in that makes sense i mean let's just say you want to give $100,000 now, understand, you, you need to be using your face some before you just jump to 100000 but let's say you're there. Let's say you believe for the 50, you know, the 75. Now you want to believe for 100000 I just like to write it on that check, $100,000, pay to the order of FHC, building fund. Put that check on the fridge. It'll help you to see it. We're talking about vision. You've got to see it on the inside before you see it on the outside. Listen closely. Genesis chapter 11. Men started building a big building, Tower of Babel. They want to reach to heaven, right? They had really ulterior motives. God came down to see what was going on. He looked upon what the children of men were doing. They're all of one language, they're all speaking the same thing. And God said this Behold, nothing shall be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. So God had to confound their language before they messed up and went too far. Think about it. How powerful is imagination? What is imagination? Images on the inside of you. The devil knows the power of this. That's why he's constantly trying to put images in people to get them into his darkness and to get them off the will of God, to get them out into sin. He knows the power of when it gets to the picture stage on the inside of you. You're either in trouble or you're about to be really blessed, depending on what that image is. (laughs) Are you following me? That's why the Bible says, cast down imaginations that are not in line with God's word. It's serious stuff. Takes mighty weapons because it's mighty important. But when you start building pictures on the inside of you that you know are in line with God's word, nothing shall be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. That sounds a lot like faith. So on the vision card, we talk about number one, write down what you desire to give into the kingdom of God this year. Number two, and, and there's you know subcategories under these, and number two, write down on your vision list what you owe. Every debt, every every bill, large or small, write down the principal interest rate, payment, etc., and believe God for reduction and elimination of all debt. Or wherever your faith is. If you've got so much debt, it might take two years, well. You know, start where you're at. But we're believing for a completely debt-free church and completely debt-free families in our church. Quickly. It would really help if you'd write that down in your vision list and lift it up with us Sunday morning. We're not telling anybody what's on our vision list on Sunday morning. We're just believing that everything that is written down is going to come to pass because God can't lie. All right, you following me here? And so the other thing you want to write, number three So you got God first, see if you want the rest of your vision list To be blessed Make sure the giving into God's kingdom is first What's your giving goals? What's your giving vision? What would you like to give into the kingdom of God? What what kind of checks would you like to write to your local church Or to projects in the church or other ministries Or just somebody next to you and ask Who can I bless, you know? I, I personally, I just, I'm, I'm really excited about having a wad of $100 bills in my pocket every day of my life from now until I see Jesus come, because I love blessing people. We were able to do that recently. Oh my gosh, we didn't have the cash, but there was an ATM machine right over there, and we had the money in, you know, in the accounts, and we were at the mall, and somebody was working late at Subway there, and, and we bought the clothes, and just one gal all by herself, so we get our sandwiches, had no money for a tip, so we sat down right over there and started eating. I said, Carla... Let's give her $100. Let's, let's just put it in her tip box. So I went and got it out of the ATM machine, gave her $100. She came out crying and after that. She just thanked us, hugged us both and said, you don't know what this means to me. We like making people cry. I like that ministry, the making people cry ministry. So the third thing and the final thing on this list here is what would you like to have or do personally if price or cost was not a factor? Write those things down. And this is where you just dream as if all things were possible. In prayer, dream as if, as if all things are possible. Write those things down. Get excited about them. I like getting pictures of these things and and so, so I, you should have fun with this one right here because I've been corrected by the Lord before for dreaming too small after all that he said he's provided. <laughs> I, mean, I said, Lord, oh Lord, I'll, I'll try that. He goes, oh, come on, son, stretch a little. <laughs> right? And listen, there's some things on my vision list last year that didn't come to pass this year, but I'm going to roll them over to this year. I'm not going to give up just because it takes a little longer than 12 months or whatever. I'm gonna, and if it doesn't come to pass this year, I'm not giving up. i will roll over next year. It'll happen. I got scriptures for it, remember? I believe I receive it. I'm excited about it. It's going to show up. That's right. <laughs> okay, well, a couple more things and I'll let you go. So Psalm 112, I'm going to just show you a couple scriptures here to get you started and then you can get your own scriptures at home. Here's a great scripture to get a house and or to get your house paid off. Something that you can bring to God on Sunday morning on your vision list and say, God, you said... The reason I have my house here, or my house paid for here, is because of this, this scripture and other scriptures. So look at Psalm 112, verses 1 through 3. Praise the Lord, blessed is the man that fears the Lord, who delights greatly in his commandments. His seed shall be mighty upon the earth, the generation of the upright shall be blessed. Wealth and riches shall be in the bank's house, that he's got up 30-year more. No, your house. Whew, we just found a scripture. God wants you to have a house. He said this is a result of obeying him and and worshiping him and praising him and just following him. He said right here, wealth and riches shall be in your house. You got the title. There's a scripture right there you can write down to believe for your house paid for. Wealth and riches shall be in your house. Let me give you two other scriptures. Philippians 4, 19, my God shall supply all your need. According to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I'm going to say this right now. God wants you to own your own stuff. Yeah, Businessmen, listen to me. God, some of, some of you, I'm not saying all of you, but some of you, God wants you to own your own business. Mm-hmm. He wants you to be the owner of it so he can use it more. Because he knows you will yield to him. Another scripture to help get your house paid for, or to help have a house for you and your family, you want to know what it is? 1 Timothy 5.8. He that provides not for his own, especially they have his own house, he's worse than an infidel and has denied the faith. God wants you providing for your own house with a house. (laughs) Right? Those are just three scriptures that you can write down in this area of the second one here, debt reduction, debt elimination. God wants you to have your own. And this is just some of them. Um, When it comes to automobiles, transportation, equipment, things like that, Here's a way to see quick results on your vision list. Here's a way to see quick results in certain things coming into your life. You ready? When you want to use those things first and foremost for God's work, like going to church, helping in the church, helping the poor, visiting people in the house, when you want to use a new car or certain things to do God's will with, it's a lot easier to believe God for those things to come in, and it happens a lot quicker than if it's just something, you know, for no no reason at all, just well. But notice I didn't put a period there. But um, the Bible does say God would like to give us richly all things to enjoy. That's First Timothy six seventeen. You need to know that one because it's it, God does want you to enjoy some things. He doesn't want things to have you. He doesn't want things to distract you from church or reading your Bible or, or doing. He doesn't want things to have. He you know he doesn't want you to serve things, but he'd like to bless you with some things so that you can just enjoy them. I remember one time I thought everything I'm believing for is ministry only. No, ministry should be there, in number one, but there's some things God wants us to just enjoy. So get the picture, put it next to the, the thing on your vision list. Now, when I bring my list on Sunday, I probably won't have any pictures because my list is a little long. Plus, we have a church vision list we're all going to agree on, and then we have a personal vision list, and then her and I have some things that we even veer off of each other because there's some personal things she wants, personal things I want, but we'll agree with each other for those things to happen. And when we come and pray, we're going to pray Mark 11:24 on Sunday morning. And we're going to have our vision list in our hands, you know, and we're going to lift them up to God, and this is the coolest thing about it is you don't have to believe for everything that list to come to pass all by yourself. And I don't have to believe for the things on my list to come to pass all myself. We're all going to agree with everybody and our power is going to increase exponentially and we're going to see these things happen quicker than if we just believed on our own. This is why you want to come together on a Vision Sunday and take get the, get the faith of Ed, the mutual faith of everybody Believing Joe, I'm believing everything on your list is coming to pass. And you're believing Pastor, everything on your list is coming to pass. Now we're way stronger. You put two, three hundred people in that same boat, results are quickly forthcoming. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. For more information about this ministry, visit faithheights.org. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. To sow into this ministry, Visit faithheights.org and click on the Donate tab.